1: In this town, there is no off season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. So, Daryl, uh, just a couple little things going on throughout the week here, obviously. Things compressed because the game is on Saturday and not on Sunday. So the work week has been uh, rearranged a little bit so that, you know, you normally have a day off on Tuesday and uh, we normally hear certain players on different days. And today Deshaun Watson was uh, was moved up to Wednesday rather than hearing from him on, what, Thursday. And so um, that, what's the tone in Berea right now? What's the feeling right now knowing that this team has virtually no shot at making the playoffs?
0: Well, Tuesday is Wednesday, Wednesday is Thursday, and Thursday is Friday, Friday is Saturday, and Saturday is Sunday. That is going to be the schedule for the next two weeks. Uh, as far as the tone, it's uh, uh, time to play for pride, entering the chat <laughs> portion of the season. That's where we're at. Playing for pride, playing for tape. Um, I mean, they're not mathematically eliminated yet. That probably comes this weekend, but um, yeah. It's we, we are with four games to go um, talking about guys that are trying to put good tape out there for either the Browns to look at in the offseason or 31 other teams to look at in the offseason. So um, certainly don't, you know, feel a tone of giving up or anything. Um, they've got to get the Sean Watson on track. We'll obviously get into what he had to say. Um, but cause he had a few interesting things uh, <laughs> that he did uh, talk about, but yeah, I mean, it's just the, you know, they're playing out the string and they're going to, you know, give it their all while they play out said string
1: playing for tape. That I mean, that means we've thrown up the white flag. That's the worst part of ever any, any whatever you hear that at the end of the season. Oh, we got to play for tape for next year. We got to figure this out. Even though, despite the fact they could still go over 500 because they're in a 17 game schedule let's get into the deshaun watson stuff what piqued your interest there today daryl
0: well uh obviously uh the forecast for saturday is uh shall we say not great um is uh, chance of snow temperature is going to be around 30 31 degrees um one of the things that had come up during the, I guess, recruitment or pursuit of Watson related to the Browns, obviously, was would Watson come play in the cold weather? And then the Browns gave him 230 million reasons to come play in the cold weather, and that was the end of that discussion.
1: Darrell, can I stop you for one second right there? I've heard a lot of things this week. This is not about you. Um, I've heard things this week about, like, Kevin came here. I'm sorry, uh, Deshaun came here because of Kevin. Deshaun came here because he thought he had a chance to win a Super Bowl. Can we all lay that to bed? You just said exactly what the truth is. So, Daryl, let's let's talk a little bit more about this Deshaun stuff and this is where I want to kind of stop a little bit and just say you you brought up a great point, okay? And the point was that he came here because of the money because I've heard this week a couple times that you know, he came here because he wanted to Play for Kevin Stefanski. He played here because he thought he had a chance to win a Super Bowl. He came here because of this or that. Or th- The bottom line is he came here for the money. Let's not ever fool ourselves or kid ourselves on that. Now, we did have a call today. <laughs> Somebody said, well, I wonder, you know, he's getting paid. Is he just going to mail it in? In the NFL, a quarterback, you can't just mail it in. You're going to get destroyed. You're going to get crushed if you mail it in. You can't half. you-know-what it and expect to stay healthy and play in this game. So the only way you're going to miss out is if you have injuries. Like I've seen guys come here and steal money from the team before. And it's like, oh, I, my hair is injured this week, or uh, I have a, I have a bad nail, so I can't play this week. And they figure out a way just to ride out the storm to get their paycheck and then get out of town. Do you concur with that?
0: Yeah. By the way, biggest thief in Brown's history was Mike Holmgren.
1: I have one that I think, but I'll, I'll just keep it to myself.
0: Oh, come on, throw it out there. No. Nah.
1: It 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 was a veteran that came in for Romeo, who was at the end of his career.
0: Ah, uh, yep, I know who you're talking about. And I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> William Mather. Do I have the initials?
1: I will. I'll, I'll plead the fifth.
0: <laughs> yes, I knew it. I knew it.
1: It was just aggravating because you knew they were just there for the check. There was, yeah. like, no other reason they were there. Like, well, I mean, hey, I why don't just... you come here? Cleveland, Cleveland will be your 401K. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: great. Well, I mean, the Browns were the, the league's 401K for a long time, and every coach that would come here would bring in all their old players, right? Remember Eric Mangini, I think, brought in every member of the New York Jets that he ever cut.
1: Yeah, but he brought in guys that were, like, I know kind of scrappy no, and wanted to play, and he thought – he could turn around a franchise quicker because he had some chancy
0: really chancy stucky that really come on. I
1: had his rookie card. So (laughs) I don't know if they, I don't even know if he had a rookie card, but if they did, I had it.
0: If he has a rookie card, it's not even worth the paper it's printed on anyway. No, I don't think that Sean has, is going to mail it in here. Um, He's looking to restore his reputation both on as well as off the field. That's that's what's going to motivate him. Now he did drop the. I came here because the you know the I, I felt that the Browns fans, gave me the best the chance fans. to win the Super Bowl. He dropped the the Brown you know Browns fans are the best in the world. Which I mean, come on. Um, I'll give him credit for remembering that PRQ that he was handed. Um, Speaking but,
1: of of spilling tea, there was a quarterback that was here a couple of years ago that's well liked and still very well liked, and heard a conversation with him on the bench one day when our fans were upset about the way things were going at the end of the game and he like totally crushed our fans on the bench and I was like wow okay bud sweet keep going
0: well I'm trying to think who that is
1: <laughs> we'll talk about that one after the show
0: oh, all right. okay all right fair enough Um, that'll be on the going away podcast <laughs> that, that'll
1: be I'm done podcast because the yes. uh, it's a pretty prevalent person, so
0: um, I'll just say that um, so the the weather conversation, the Super Bowl nugget, the Browns are the best fans in the world nugget. I mean, those are all things that obviously caught my attention, obvious. And then also him, you know, re- reiterating what he said last week that he's he's nowhere he wants to be. He actually wants to be even better than the 2020 version of Deshaun Watson that led the NFL in passing. And I should hope so because that version of Deshaun Watson that led the NFL in passing only won four games. Houston Texans went four and 12 that year. So I'm I'm not interested in him leading the, the, the league in passing again, if it doesn't mean that the Cleveland Browns are not winning football games. You know, the, the object of the exercise here is to win games. And, um, you know, to to the point earlier about where they are in the season and playing for pride, playing for tape or, you know, playing for whatever Uh, at this point, it's it's a shame that we're even having this discussion in the middle of December with four weeks to go because, you know, they could conceivably, and we've talked about this, Andy, they, they could conceivably end the season on a relatively high note I've got yeah, they win- could have a
1: better record than last year, Daryl. Well,
0: I've got them winning three of the final four games. The only loss that I have for them is to the Washington Commanders. I think that they're going to beat the Ravens this weekend. I think that they uh, will lose to Washington. They will beat the Saints. And they will beat the Steelers to end the season. So I have them winning three of the final four games to finish exactly where they started a year ago. And that's eight and nine. And is that enough to be a successful season? That would mean that Deshaun Watson won, what, uh, four, five of six? No, four of six.
1: Yeah, four and two.
0: Yeah, so I think that that would be successful, don't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just don't know if that's going to happen.
0: And then we can all start printing Super Bowl tickets for – next year's Super Bowl you know we
1: we had Nick Costos from you better you bet and bet uh I don't know one of those other sites Bet you all and that he he was saying that he thinks the Browns come into next year as a top 10 favorite in the league
0: well it depends what their defense looks like
1: yeah well it's got a lot of work I mean there's no question right. the,
0: the, the defense cannot come back looking the way uh or com, 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 uh, the roster cannot be what it is now. Um, Andrew berry has got a lot of work to do on that side of the ball. They need to add another weapon in the passing game. Um, I don't know that I agree that they're a top 10 team going into next season. I, I really don't um, because I just feel like there's too much roster work to be done. And
1: I don't think they have the assets to change the roster the way that you they want do. them to they do. They do.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Look, they sal- got to blow out
1: some guys. No, the, are they going to blow out anybody major?
0: Salary cap space is easy to create. You you convert Deshaun's salary. This what they're going to probably do throughout the duration of his time here is just every year uh, exercise the clause in the contract that allows them to convert his salary to signing bonus, and you get to spread the salary the 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 quote unquote signing bonus. You get to spread that uh, over the life of the contract. You can add some some dummy uh, years to the back end of it; those voidable years that we uh, use, you know, talk talk about all the time to stretch that out. So there's all kinds of look. The New Orleans Saints were like in salary cap Uber Hell, and they wiped out 80 million dollars in salary cap room the stroke of like three pens. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they just went down their roster, restructured a bunch of stuff, uh, converted signing bonus into salary, released some guys. I mean, they they created like almost $100 million in salary cap space like within six hours. It was incredible. So I'm not worried about that, and I can't impress that upon fans enough that freak out over the salary cap. It really is a figment of the imagination, so to speak. Yes, there are rules and guidelines that you have to play within, but my point is that anybody worth their salt uh, can maneuver the cap into the positions that they they needed to be in. Plus, they've got rollover this year as well. So um, the assets that you're referring to, Andy, are the draft. Right. And you're right. When you look at the track record that Andrew Berry has in the draft, ugh, not great. So from that standpoint, yeah, no first round pick. You you can't assume that Andrew Berry is going to draft like six guys. that are going to be able to help this team immediately because. I'd say most of the 22 guys he's drafted today haven't helped this team at all. So, um, but yeah, I I think that for them to be a top 10 team going into next off, uh, going into next season, um, a lot has to happen. And I'm just, I'm done. I think I can declare right now. I am done gassing up the Cleveland Browns. They are now, I have them 100% going forward in show me mode good
1: enough let's do this i want to come back and talk about what the browns are talking about that really probably isn't very important and maybe it's just a wag the dog thing so we'll get into some of those topics uh throughout the podcast if you like what you're listening to subscribe 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 it is always game day in cleveland